Now, KMOX at your service. Welcome to the Helitech Foundation Repair Home Improvement Show. Now, here's your host, Scott Mosby on KMOX. And good morning, good Saturday. We're off. We are on for two hours. This is the Helitech KMOX Home Improvement Show. Scott Mosby at the helm. We are underway and making voyage toward all the questions and answers, perhaps. Sometimes the answers will match the questions. Occasionally they don't. Eh, that's all right. You know, we'll we'll work that out as we go through this two-hour show. Phone lines wide open for you. I have 10 phone lines, 10, 10, 10, 10 And here's the phone numbers. For the you old-timers, you know, the family members that have been around for some time, you know these by heart. Here we go together. 1, 2, 3, 3, 1, 4, 4, 3, 6, 7, 9, 100. 314-436-7900. All together, the 800 number now, 800-925-1120. 800-925-11. You don't have to sing. It. We don't need that in the morning. Who who has the good voice? Somebody in the classroom has a really good singing voice on these phone numbers. 436-7900 and toll-free 800-925-1120. My name is Scott Mosby. I own and operate Mosby Building Arts. We are a design, build, remodeling company here in St. Louis. 72 years old, young, however you want to say it, full uh, licensed architectural staff, and we self-perform our own remodeling work. So all those problems you hear about people not showing up and all that, that's our problem. We tend to solve that by having most of those pieces on board within the same company with actual employees that tend to show up on time, do good work, and are well-trained, all that sort of thing. Uh, Well, we're going to talk about that and more in your home. I have some special guests in the house. I will keep that a secret. No more. With me now, Kevin Welch of Helitech, and we have lots to talk about. Kevin, welcome back. Happy Saturday, brother. How you doing? Good. Good to see you, Scott. Well, good to be seen. It's nice to be above ground. As, as my friends are saying more and more, it's good to be seen and not viewed. Uh, yeah. 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 <laughs> well, hey, what can you say? You know, they let me out. My medication's a little off balance. We'll get that uh, worked out. You're looking out with good, the, though. You're looking good. Not bad. I age well there. Uh, uh, so, Kevin, uh, with Helitech, you're out and about in the world. You tend to know a lot about geotechnical things, stuff that goes on under the ground, dirt, you know, all that sort of stuff. How is that affecting with our weather pattern now? What are you seeing with Helitech now that uh, is, is, you're bringing to the show today? You know, we're still seeing um, quite a bit of waterproofing going on. Mm. So still people getting some water in their in their basements. Um, I think a lot of people trying to just get caught up with that, too, that might have had it back in January and February. Um, and starting to see a little bit of settlement going on. That ground's starting to get hard. Really? Yeah. Wow, wow. Well, I guess we're getting in, you know, July, you know, whether we're faking it or not, uh, you know, golly, we're, it's getting warm. Yeah, it's been warm. <laughs> it's been really warm. Today is absolutely gorgeous out there, though. Oh, yeah. This is the day to be out and about. Yeah. Right on. I was up around 530. I walked out. I'm like, wow, you can actually breathe. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so it's nice. <laughs> Great. Uh, phone numbers, ways to get a hold of Helitech here so, uh, before uh, I forget that. Yeah, 1-800-246-9721. Okay. And uh, helitechonline.com. 
And that's one big long word? One big long word. All right. Uh, Kevin, will you stick with us here and talk about uh, foundation, repair, dewatering, all that structural that's stuff? That's what I'm here to do. I'm here to entertain you today, Scott. <laughs> You're doing okay so far, <laughs> tolerating me well, uh, you know, looking away at the appropriate moment when I'm, you know, staring off into space. Uh, we have Kevin Welch, Helitech, and he's going to be with us for two hours. My name is Scott Mosby. Ten lines for you. You are the star of this show. Call in, bring in your questions, your answers. I'll bet we've got some air conditioning issues going on right about now. Remember, change those furnace filters. Yeah, all that stuff, your air conditioner condenser outside is huffing and puffing and trying to blow enough air past that hot gas to get rid of the heat outside and then compress that gas down into a semi-liquid form inside your house and then let it expand inside that A-coil. As it expands, just like spraying that aerosol can, know how you spray that stuff and the can gets cold? Well, that, that's an air conditioner. So you let the gas expand inside the furnace or the A-coil. As it expands, uh, then the uh, laws of physics take over, and as it expands, it create or loses heat and in losing that heat uh, it, it really loses the heat inside the liquids inside the tubes gives off a cooling air I got lost in there promise I promise it works uh, and then a heat pump if you will does the exact opposite during the winter in the heating months. It blows off the cold, if you will, uh, outside the house and lets the heat dissipate or create in compressing inside the house. So anyway, long and a short, uh, clean your air filters, change your furnace filter, make sure that air conditioning condenser outside is free and clear, three feet around the outside of that fan. I know you neatniks out there with landscaping aspirations and trying to improve Press Mike Miller here on the KMOX Garden Hotline. I know three feet cut away the foliage from that air conditioning outside condenser. Give it a bath. Yeah, you wash your car. You wash yourself, I hope. Well, give that outside air conditioning condenser a bath every now and again because the more dust and dirt that cakes up on that thing, the less efficient the energy heat and cooling transfer happens across those little fins. Watch those fins. They're very hot. 314-436-7900-800-925-1120 right here on CAMOX. Kevin Welch in from Helitech. Scott Mosby here from CAMOX. Uh, if you want to contact me during the week at Mosby Building Arts, that's my day job. That's kind of how I, you know, pay the bills. This I do because I love you. And hopefully you love me back. That's kind of how we do radio here at X. We've only been around since 1925 in Xville, So we're kind of uh, still here, still reinventing radio and growing our appeal amongst the people that we love and that love us back right here on X. 314-436-7900-800-925-1120. You're going to be part of today's show. By calling those numbers. Well, <clears throat> Kevin, you're out and about again. What's happening in your personal life? You got the Little League games or, you know, where are you going uh, after no, this, man? I'm out of that, I'm out of that world. Um, more or less just uh, 
working as hard as I possibly can to pay for all the college tuition. Oh, there you go. Well, see, so they're still on the payroll, huh? Oh, boy. I got another probably eight to ten years. All right. Well, there we go. There's today's show. We've got to support Kevin's family to get his kids to college. And all you listeners out, you know what I'm talking about. You did this, too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. What goes around comes around here. All those street-wise slogans have base and truth. So, uh, wow, Kevin. Uh, anyway, do you get to go any to any great athletic events? So, you know, with all those checks you're mailing off to the universities? Got to see a fair share of the Cardinal games this year, so those have been fun. Ooh, baby. But, uh, yeah, other than that, it's just work. Just work. Work and... Got a, got a vacation coming up here in a couple weeks I'm looking forward to. so. All right. Well, Kevin's going to give us that address for all of us to show up and join him on his family vacation. All expenses paid by the Welsh family work. Now, the other side of that trade is we have to get Kevin, you know, full employment so he can afford that uh, that vacation coming up here. You Fair enough. It. How's that for a trade? There we go. There we go. Kevin Welsh, Helitex, Scott Mosby, KMOX. We are at your service right here on University of KMOX few seats still available back in the back of the classroom. No, no. Come, come on. Use your own pencil. Pencil. No, no. Don't take that. We'll be right back. Now, KMOX at your service. Welcome to the Helitech Foundation Repair Home Improvement Show. Now, here's your host, Scott Mosby on KMOX. All right, Home Improvement, Scott Mosby, Kevin Welch of Helitech right here on the University of KMOX. Let's get right to the phone line, see what's cooking, and let's talk with Mike. Hey, Mike, good morning. Welcome to KMOX. How may we help? Hi, Scott. I've got a enclosed porch mm-hmm. uh, that's got three windows on three sides. It's attached to the house. It's a log home, an engineered log home. And this was all here when I bought it. Mm-hmm. But we were having a really hard time uh, venting it and keeping it tolerable. It stays between 95 and 100 during the day. It's yeah. got uh, pleated shades that you can lower. It's got casement windows all the way around or three sides that I have fully open. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's 280 square feet total. It's 20 by or 28 by 10. The ceiling's eight, uh, eight foot high. And then goes down to like 80 inches, or yeah. And there's two rows of perforated uh, aluminum. The whole ceiling is the, like the uh, soffit material, and there's two rows that are like eight inches wide that's perforated. Okay. So I, I, I installed, um, I put in a full row on the outside soffit of the three inch uh, plastic vents. To, there's 11 of them in a 30 foot length to put to try to get that hot air to come out of those vents outside. And it just didn't do any make any difference, and it just gets extremely hot. I've got fans in there, a ceiling fan, two other fans blowing all day long, and I just can't get that. I don't know if it's holding that air in that. It's not a very high uh, ceiling attic area. It's only like um, probably eight inches of space up there. Oh, okay. Wow. Uh, what's your floor, Mike? Well, it was it originally was built as just a regular deck, and then the next person that bought it enclosed it, and he took like three inch tongue groove uh, poplar or something and ran it cross it. Yeah. So it's got that t- tongue and fur uh, tongue groove all the way across, pretty tight, but it's not um, airproof because underneath it is a storage area. Yeah. And you can sometimes you can smell like the stuff from the lawnmower coming up through there, just the dried grass or whatever. So I mean it. It, um, that, that's what it is. There's no carpet or tile or anything like that. But. And you have no air conditioning in there? It's an exterior no. room? Right. It's a, yeah. 
but it's just attached. It was attached to the outside of the house. There's no no air conditioning. There's uh, baseboard heat for when it in the, in the winter when it gets cool, but nothing to uh, air conditioning type. And your goal is know. for this to be tempered and occupied during the summer more comfortably. Yeah, if I could get it down ten degrees to like eighty five, I would be happy. I'm just it's staying ninety five to a hundred when when it's ninety degrees outside. It's you know even hotter than the outside temperature. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, by definition, this is an outside room. So uh, anything that you put windows up, you decrease the ventilation. But when you get to this temperature, 90, 95 degrees like we've had here recently, uh, you need artificial cooling. Then the whole strategy, if you want this to be comfortable, is to stop, cease, no longer make it an outside room and then make it a semi-conditioned or conditioned space. That means air conditioning, investing in cooling, and then you have to stop all the air infiltration, which means the perforated ceiling, the floor, all that. The air change has to stop, and then you have to insulate it to hold whatever heat out and cooling in. Uh, so, you, frankly, um, you have a spring and summer or spring and fall room, which we call, right. you know, typically a two-season room. Uh, Correct. But, but if not, if you're going to make the leap, you're going from enclosed porch deck to room addition. And, yeah. you know, that's serious. Um, and yeah. with it, when you start, when you go to that condition space, you know, all kinds of building codes flip in there for electrical outlets and insulation, right. all that sort of stuff. How do you feel about solar vents? Like if I put a couple of solar vents on the roof to suck it out of that small attic space? Well, a 10 degree delta between the attic space, if you're only gaining 10 degrees over the ambient temperature outdoors, you're doing pretty well. You know, you're, you're actually doing okay because once you get to that temperature at 90, when you get that close to 98.6, uh, the ability of the body to cool itself through perspiration um, is really our only method to do. And when you put windows over it and stop that ventilation, the wind blowing through that room, you know, welcome to St. Louis, brother. You're stewing in your own juices. That's, you just can't yeah. cool, the body just can't do its design without, um, you know, that kind of a thing. So you have to get in or get out, but right now you have a wonderful two-season room for, you know, when it's 60 degrees outside. Right, and even early winter, we've been able to have Christmases out there and stuff. With the, You can open the doors from the inside and let some of the heat radiate out, and when you've got a group of people in there, that type of thing. But it's just so yeah. intense during the summer, and we don't really plan on doing anything in there during the summer. It's just attached to the kitchen and anytime you come through there it's just like such extreme heat in there that uh, well you've got a you've got a solar room and when the winter comes that solar gain the sun coming through that glass is working for you in the winter inversely in the summertime you still have that sun coming in there and you are overcooking that hot room whereas so you basically have a solar collector room uh, unconditioned, which otherwise you wouldn't be able to have Christmas in those winter months, you know, conditioned right. enough. Um, now I need to just harness that solar energy and run some electric in my house off of it. Um, no, you, you <laughs> no, would need <laughs> you would need tons and tons of cooling, uh, just because that that takes a lot. You know what I yeah. mean? Okay. Uh, yeah. Well, yeah. Your by design, your room is. Perfectly set up to have great winters and terrible summers. Correct. Yep. Yeah. Okay. All right. Thanks for your help. Okay, Mike. Good luck. All right. Thanks. Bye now. 
Sometimes they can't solve the problem. Now, you know, frankly, in my world, if you throw enough money at it, you can solve any problem. The problem is, is not too many people want to get out of that balance of cost versus value. So this, and you know, you get a three-season room out of the deal, you know, for a few windows and no insulation, that's a pretty good deal. But to go from three-season to four-season, um, you know, the building code looks at, at like that as an occupied space, rightly so, you know, fire egress, you know, getting out in a fire, so doors, um, stairs, um, insulation, proper foundation, um, floor loads, so the footings, the concrete uh, piers that might be required or helical piers like uh, Helitech puts them. If those are designed for a 30 pound per square foot load, which is a deck, and it needs to go to 40 pounds per square foot for a, you know, occupied interior, you know, you might need bigger footings. So, I mean, the whole structure winds up coming down and starting all over. So anyway, sorry, Mike, it just, um, uh, welcome to my world. A little bit of change in use may require a complete reconstruction of that space or room. And therefore, from a cost versus value, I think you're kind of where you are um, or, you know, do the best you can. Um, anyway, let's see what's cooking here. Let's go to uh, Lorraine. Hey, Lorraine, Scott Mosby here, Kevin Welch. How can we help? Hi, Scott. This is Lorraine. I'm calling because I have a problem. I have a a, a service agreement home at, uh, for my appliances with Sears. Okay. My air conditioner went out. I have a 29,000 BTU window air. It went out on the 8th of June. They came out, assessed it was a com the compressor. I bought this air conditioner in 2004 from them. Mm -hmm. They had a compressor shipped to my house, and it got here on the 15th of June. They came out on the 19th to put it in. They discovered the compressor that th was just shipped was no good. So they had another one shipped to my mm -hmm. house. It mm -hmm. arrived on the 25th of June. They were supposed to come out on the 29th of June. They canceled that appointment. They were supposed to come out yesterday. They canceled that appointment. I've been living in this house with no air. Well, now I can take. <laughs> and they sent me uh, a portable air conditioner just cools off a room. Okay. Now they're telling me they're not going to come out until the 19th of July. And I'm talking to their 1-800 people, and I can't get. And I said, that's unfair to me. I'm living in a house without air conditioning. And I pay you my money every year. Wow. Wow. And Can I and send you I a block just, of ice? I'll, I'll at least feel better. <laughs> and I just want to know, is it, you know, all I have is the 1-800 numbers. Is it anybody that you know that I could get higher up, that they could get these trucks out? Yesterday they told me they've been coming out to my house with this air conditioner. And finally I talked to a lady. She said, well, I don't understand why they didn't come. Yeah. So she's finally found out. She said, well, whoever scheduled your appointment, it has to be two people to come out because this is 29,000. One man can't yeah. pull that air conditioner. So uh, and she uh, said, well, they discovered that. So that's what. But I'm saying I wouldn't have cared if they had canceled yesterday and say, we'll be out here Monday or Tuesday. I can live. But the 19th, that means I've been without air conditioner for six weeks. Ouch. 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 Is it? It's been hot outside, hasn't it, Lorraine? Yeah, it has been a little, and in my house too. Yeah, now it's hot inside. 
yes. Well, uh, long and the short of it, I don't know anybody at the Sears. I will describe how most of those relationships work. Those are separate contractors that work under an agreement with Sears, um, Mm -hmm. whether it's Sears or uh, Home Depot or Lowe's or whatever. Most of those guys are independent contractors. Um, So uh, that's... Now you've got somebody taking your phone call and then you have a different company that's keeping the promises. So in my world, that's where I describe it as the promise maker is separate than the promise keeper. And to me, that's that's hard. That's a hard way to do business. And frankly, why we do it the way we do it. But Frank, I don't know how to fix that, because the more you call Sears, they're just going to turn around and call this other company. And Right. And they, you know, and they have people phone i've been told so many lies yesterday i was told they said was one i was talking to one of their representatives they said well ma'am since it's been so long let let us transfer you over and they can help contract this out and have somebody else come right since we don't when i talked to the lady she said no ma'am they told you wrong we only do that if you call in and we can't get anybody out there uh, for six days but since they're started I, I have to wait for them to finish. Yeah, Lorraine, long and the short of it is I don't know what to do for you, frankly. I, I'm, uh, my apologies. I, I wish it was Oh, no, different. no, no. I, I don't no. know anybody at Sears to help you there. Okay, well, I just want everybody to know, like I told Sears, they they still trying to sell me stuff every time I call in about <laughs> this problem. I told them I wouldn't buy a toothpick from you, and I wouldn't recommend anybody else to buy a toothpick from you because you, you don't stand behind your, your product. I mean, we have okay. emailed them and everything. All right, All right well, Scott, have a good day, and Got, thank you so much. Uh, Lorraine, we'll be praying for you. How's that? Okay, that's fine. Thank right. you. Bye now. All right, bye-bye. Home Improvement, Scott Mosby came up. Wow, there you go. Sometimes when it works, it works. But, you know, uh, for example here, uh, Helitech in the studio today, they do their own work. They aren't calling another company. They're what's what they promise they perform. Uh, likewise with my company. This is a big deal of who I endorse and who I get involved with is, is people that have the promise makers and the promise keepers all connected with the both feet in the same boots. Now you got a running horse. When you're, you know, separate promise makers from promise keepers, you know, when when you outsource all that, that's when things go awry. That's just, you know, there's business 101 per Scott Mosby. Anyway, somebody else will probably be sitting in this seat here in just a few more minutes when they boot me out. The hook's coming out from the side of the stage. I'll do my best. I'll be back. Bosco's doing his part. Kevin Welsh is doing his part. And we are going to be back on Camwax. Welcome back to the Helitech Foundation Repair Home Improvement Show. Now, once again, here's your host, Scott Mosby on KMOX. All right, Kevin Welch, Helitech, Scott Mosby. I actually have Jay Manzi in the uh, studio. He's going to be silent, eh, mostly. We're, we're just getting him warmed up here. Uh, so anyway, he may chime in here if, uh, if I get lost. How's that? Kevin Welch generally keeps me on track. Uh, uh, Kevin, uh, I alluded to some of the peers on the deck, you know, when we were talking about Mike's three-season room, two-season, whatever it was. And uh, the force of your helical peers... Uh, those can get enormous. Can I mean those, some of those helical piers, not necessarily from heel, but those things hold up bridges and and buildings oh, yeah. and everything. I mean, yeah. it's not just residential stuff that these. No, we use them. Yeah, we use them quite a bit on a commercial level as well. 
Yeah, so, you, yeah, you can get into holding up buildings and bridges and stadiums and, sta- and all. That. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So they're yeah they're 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 strong. You guys get around the block here. I mean, you've got the you've got those helical piers that go residential, commercial, industry, even to you know the large you know stadiums, and then your uh, hydroway waterproofing, you know, dewatering. Uh, so you guys get up and down the food chain of uh, doing this work. It's you're just not out here fixing, you know, Mister Mister and Missus Smith's house. Yeah, and we're getting into more and more every day. I mean, it's uh, it's the owner's dream and wish to keep expanding this thing, yeah. but do it do it with some control and and accuracy, making sure that you're you know you're not out practicing on people. Well, the, the the more you know, the better you get. The more people want what you know because it's reliable and all you know. All in all, you know, thus you're here today, and uh, we're trying to put your kids through college and all that. That's it. I appreciate it. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Kevin Welch, Scott Mosby, Helitech. Let's get right back to the phone lines and see what's happening here and talk with. Uh, how about Rita? Hey, Rita, Scott Mosby, and Kevin here. How can we help? Hi, Scott. I've been trying to get a hold of you for a long time. Have you? I'm here. Yes. <laughs> First time somebody's answered me. Um, I have a problem with the paint on my ceilings separating from the drywall. And we will, we will scrape that off and sand it down and put uh, the stuff on there and paint it, you know, and then it'll pop up someplace else. And it's, it started just in the kitchen with one spot. Then it was in my bedroom with uh, several little spots. Now I've got, I had my living room redone, the ceiling. Now it's, it's starting in some, in the other, back in the kitchen in a couple of different spots in the living room. And it just, you know, this paint just separates and drops down from the drywall. And I, I don't know what's causing it. I had more uh, insulation put in a couple of years ago, and that didn't seem to help. <laughs> yeah. And my only thing is I thought maybe we put a, a new roof on uh, here a while back. I had a couple three or four years ago, I don't remember, mm-hmm. and we put a ridge vent. Okay. But I don't have the, uh, under the soffits, I don't have lo- the little things with holes in them. Yeah, the soffit vents. Yeah, I don't have those, and I thought, well, maybe that had something to do with it. Well, you're on the right path. Uh, Rita, there are two real big reasons why paint just falls off ceilings. Um, Number one, bad surface preparation. They sand the drywall or the plaster, and basically the dust stays on, and then they just goo or gob this primer paint over the top of it, either by spray or roller, and they're basically painting the dust. Um, so mostly the primer paint sticks to the dry. Usually this is common on drywall. Um, and, and it could be just a bad primer paint application from the get go. Uh, then if you have any under, go ahead. My house is 50 years old. It just started doing this the last couple of years. Well, there are a lot of things. I'm a little older than 50, and I got all kinds of things on my body that never happened before. You know, so the, <laughs> and I say that in jest, but it's the same thing. Stuff happening happens at, at different ages. So the primer paint could have stuck just fine until it goes through 50 seasons of too much humidity. I mean, you know, St. Louis humidity is, you know, basically we're breathing, right. we're breathing moisture, not, you know, pure air. It, it, there's a, just uh-huh. a lot... 
So my, my point is, is this is going to continue. Uh, if you've had this in various rooms around the house, uh, it's likely not just the attic ventilation and the moisture uh, that contributes to it. But that's why it took 50 years to start falling off instead of 25 or 30. Uh, in my opinion, I think you're toast. I think this is going to continue. Uh, and you've got ridge vent on there. You've added insulation. You can go ahead and put the soffit ventilation. That wouldn't hurt. But in my opinion, once I get into these, and, and we see these things, uh, typically when we have this situation, uh, our advice from the get-go is put new drywall over the top of it or else go into the dance for decades that you're into, Rita. Um, because once that stuff starts giving up the ghost, all these uh, humid summers and you know ventilation in the attic and you know still in your attic it's it's 150 degrees it's just going right. to steam that paint right off your ceiling i don't have good news for you uh typically no you don't <laughs> no i i don't I, and we've done this so many times and we get thrown out of some of the best houses in town when we say you've got to laminate the drywall over the oh no i don't you're gone and four yeah. years, five years later, they call back and they say, can you still laminate the drywall? You know, put you, you have to, that paint will continue to fall off. And, uh, you, you know, some in the go-go years of uh, the building boom back when, uh, you know, they were, you know, they were painting them right after the last nail was drilled, you know, was hammered. So, right. You know. I, I, okay. Oh. So what do you think about the uh, ceiling tiles? Um, you, yeah, anything over that existing, uh, you can put tiles up. Uh, they, they okay. work just fine. Basically you need a new fastener and a washer, um, putting up new Got drywall. It. Basically the drywall is a washer and you screw right through it. If you do the same with ceiling tiles, you're basically the ceiling tiles or the washer, the new fasteners are going to hold it on, but you need mechanical <laughs> fasteners. You can't glue anything to anything. There's nothing, there's no reliable base to adhere, glue anything to. It has to be screws or nails. So even with the ceiling tile, you can't just put like the peel and stick ones up there? Uh, yes, you can, and they will fall down just like the paint too because you're sticking oh. <laughs> it to the paint that's going to fall off of okay. that dry. You see what I mean? Okay. Th this I is see, yeah. yeah, this is what's called a contaminated right. sub-base. Everything okay. after that, even if you spend a gazillion bucks on gold-plated paint, it'll fall on the floor. Okay. Well, I guess I get new drywall then. <laughs> yeah, it, well, I, I, there are other ways to do it, but you either get in or you get out because uh, and and the sooner you get in, the less frustration and circular dance you go through. Because even when you try and repaint the stuff, the paint sticks ruthlessly to the drywall mud, not to the paper. You know, are right. you experiencing those polka dots on your ceiling? Uh. I haven't seen anything like that, no. Wow, wow. Well, anyway, if, if once it goes through that for, for a few seasons, you just need to start all over and get a new okay. um, base on it, drywall. You can't, you can't even plaster over it because you plaster over the paint and the paint falls off and the new plaster, you know, it's, it's a mess. So the drywall's got to be screwed up there. 
yeah, the old stuff doesn't need to come down, but you need a new surface to start all over and a really good painter that's going to follow the P's and Q's of all of that. And then I would actually have somebody else come in and assess your attic to make sure that your ventilation is correct on that. But if you've got ridge vent and you've increased the insulation, generally you're in pretty good stead. The other thing I will say is if you've got a moisture problem, we've had drywall fall off the ceilings on houses about the same age. So if you're going to put this new drywall up, screw up the old stuff first because we've seen people put so much insulation up in the attic, they literally collapsed the ceiling. Uh, so make sure you, in my dad's words, you screw blue and tattoo that new drywall up there to make sure you're holding up all, all that's up in your attic now. Okie dokie. <laughs> Sorry, Rita. Okay. I, t I, I tell the truth, I you know, but uh, may not be yes, welcome. Do, but but I, I really want you to win on this thing. And, and right. Short circuit's not Yeah, like get you said, you. it is frustrating. You get one piece done and the next one comes down, so. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, thank you very much, sir. I appreciate it. All right, Rita. God bless you. Bye. Thank you. Home Improvement, Camuex, Kevin Welch here, Jay Manzi of Helitech, Scott Mosby uh, running around in circles with Bosco. We're getting this Camuex thing going. Welcome back to the Helitech Foundation Repair Home Improvement Show. Now, once again, here's your host, Scott Mosby on KMOX. All right, boy, the Gateway Region YMCA, our July Voice of Caring partner here at Camwex, relies on the generosity and support of others to help serve the community. That means you. To learn more about volunteering for the Gateway Region YMCA, visit KMOX.com. You bet, right here on Camwex. Scott Mosby, Jay Manzi, Kevin Welch here of Helitech. Um, Kevin, uh, we talked a little bit about the helical piers uh, and, and a bit about the hydroway uh, when you go into a house what are some of the things that you look for you what you know you're you're looking for trouble people call you when they've got trouble yeah we're kind of the not so great news guys we get to <laughs> give people the give them give, give them the bad news but you know usually news that will help them get it fixed yeah um, but we're looking for you know when it's when it's getting into home settling we're looking for cracks in drywall Mm -hmm. uh, doors not operating properly, windows not operating properly. Uh, as you said earlier, stair-stepping in brick, if, if it's a brick home. Sure. Um, cracks in the foundation, obviously, are a big factor in, in all of that. Uh, and then on the waterproofing side, we're looking for, you know, water. Where's the yeah. water coming in at? Yeah, yeah. So. Uh, and sometimes the water comes up from the bottom, so not yeah. from the top. So you get the hydrostatic pressure issue going on where it builds up underneath your floor and then pushes through the floor cracks or through that seam between the the floor and the wall, and that's when we get into our, our hydroway waterproofing. And, th and that's stuff homeowners can see. So, frankly, what you're looking for on the first pass of indications, you're looking at that. What you bring is what's next, what, you know, how many crack, how they relate to one another, what's pushing and pulling on this, what do you, and then how do you stop, correct, and return, whatever it is. Right. So what you're bringing is that next layer of, of knowledge of, yeah, now here's the what? solution. What you know? What is it? What is the solution? And and this is how we're going to attack it. Yeah. So yep, that's what we do. Uh, does it feel good? Is it, I mean, is is a feel? I mean, you fix well, you people's know, biggest house. You know, Jay and I both have had some upset people this week. Um, just because it's not it's not a fun thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's not like a new kitchen that you get this beautiful, cool, you know, new thing to, yeah, to look you, at. You're not delivering good news. No, yeah, no. Yeah. So, but we're de we're delivering solutions and, yeah. and good, solid ones that can, that are going to work for a lifetime. Wow. So now uh, your warranty. Tell me about your warranty. You've got a pretty good lifetime. Warranty. Lifetime yeah. of uh, of the structure. So, wow. and transferable if sold. Wow. So those are 
That's, it doesn't get much better than that, Scott. Well, that's, I mean, if, if you're in a trouble and you're selling a piece of property, the realtors will tell you, man, you better have a good company behind that warranty because that's what the next buyer is buying is pretty much the warranty, not, you know, whether this thing was done right. Exactly. Know? Yeah, yeah. 800-246-9721, is that it? You got it. Oh, that's it. I know some stuff, man, don't you got I? that locked in. Yeah, yeah. Let's go to Dennis here. Hey, Dennis, uh, good afternoon. Good morning. Welcome to Camwex. How can we help? Yes, uh, I bought an air conditioner, the one that uh, you roll roll around on the floor. Yes, sir. And you put the uh, one part out the window. Yeah. And uh, it has. I have to have a three prong electrical outlet. Yes. Which I don't have. Okay. And I've called some companies, and I'm asking if they would come out there and try to put one in, and they say, "Well, what's your voltage?" And I said, "I don't know. I don't know what kind of voltage I have on these outlets." Mm-hmm. So they say, you know, if you find out, then call me back. Uh, what do I do? You know, I mean, I don't know what to do. And I'll tell you something. And I'll tell you something. I had water in my basement two years ago, and I got a, a company that I'm, I'm hating for the rest, you know, the rest of my life. Uh, the damage that demolded me and took from me and everything. Ouch. I will, and I will always take your companies that you recommend because I know you do good work, and you stand behind it. Thank you, Dennis. Thank you. And and so, Helitech is, uh, yeah. I know. I should have went with them. If I didn't know that, I would have went with them hands down. Yeah. The, the only the only thing that hurts more than paying for it once is paying for it twice. I'm going to be paying for the rest of my life on this, these, these, this company. Yeah. Wow. But anyway, getting back to my, uh, my what can I, who could, how do I find out what's my voltage or whatever? Or how do I get somebody or who do you recommend that can come out here? And put a couple of three prongs so I can use an air conditioner. Uh, give my company a call. We make references like this all the time. Uh, and, and frankly, you know, if they're expecting you to know more enough, I mean, somebody, this is not rocket science. Electricians know this. They're just trying to save a trip. But if you need this done, uh, call my company. We'll refer companies we trust and, and have, we use them all the time. It's not a big job, it's a small job. Right, right. I get it. I mean, basically, my remodeling company is bringing high-skilled people to small projects. That's kind of the magic there. Okay. I'll yeah. call you on Monday. Yep, and we'll refer you out to an electrician we do a lot of business with. Thank you. Okay. Bye. And there you go. It is small work, small jobs. You guys get called out on little stuff all the time, Kevin and Jay. You know, I mean... Uh, yeah, they all add up. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's part of the deal. Sometimes that small job suddenly becomes a... You know, your next big job. Right. So. Right. How do you know? You treat them the same way. You don't know. You know, how much voltage do you have? I don't know. They get out there and, you know, there's a 40-year-old electrical panel that's just a mess and, you know, throwing arcs out of it. And the electrician wants the homeowner to go down there and start snooping around. Right. Like, whoa, I don't think so. Anyway, enough of that. Let's see what's cooking here and let's go to Charles. Hey, Charles, Scott Mosby here. How can we help, friend? Hey, good morning. Good morning. Yes, well, I was uh, wondering about the air conditioning units you say to spray down the outside um, the outside uh, units. Yeah. So you do that with a hose while the unit is running, or when it's when it's turned off. What's the best way to do that? God bless you. You just saved me from frying up a few of these Camelwax listeners, and uh, so uh, yeah, you shut down the breaker on the inside, or you just pull out the fuse in there if you have a fuse. You want the juice off. You want that thing off, uh, ideally. At the very least, turn your heat up, the thermostat up to like eighty-five, so that unit goes off. If you're spraying, if that fan's running, you don't really want that air that water 
water in there. Uh, a, a trained service technician can do it. You and I can't because we might just spray it on the, uh, the voltage connections, you know, the electrical connections. So uh, ideally shut off the electric to that outside. Uh, you can do that inside in the electric panel. There's a disconnect out there. If you don't know what you're doing, just go turn the thing off from the electric panel inside. If you don't, at least turn your thermostat up and spray from the top down. You don't want to spray inside where you're given the whole interior bath. You just want to pretty much uh, wash the outside. So when I clean this stuff off, I just take my hose up from the very top right down the fins. Mine has fins all the way around the outside and I just spray it down and I'll, I'll use a, a soft bristle broom to kind of comb the fuzz off from usually the cottonwood type stuff. How's that? Yeah, that's, that's good. That's good. So uh, don't, don't do it while the unit's running best. Probably not to do it during the summer and get it done before summer starts. Yeah, ideally, oh, for sure. But I would say, you know, basically these condensers need a bath probably two, three times a season when it gets this hot because, you know, when it's spring and fall, they run, you know, 10 minutes on the hour. When it's 95, 100 degrees, man, those things could be running 60 minutes out of the hour. So, you know, you, mm -hmm. they may need a bath more often than, than in the spring and fall. So, yeah. Excellent. Well, good deal. Right on. Thank you, Scott. Okay, Charles. Thanks for the call. Good night. Bye now. And that's important. I, uh, I omitted to uh, make that point. Uh, but ideally, you shut off the electric to this outside unit, uh, and, and it's a bath. You're not drenching this thing down. So if you're standing and blowing the uh, hose straight through it, not good. If you're standing up at the top and you're kind of combing this down, you just want to blow this stuff off the fins. And it's the little sharp fins. Be careful. I wear gloves when I'm doing this because those fins are very sharp uh, and they aren't friendly either. Um, Kevin, uh, when you uh, see you're out, you know, say you're out looking at a foundation, uh, maybe watering, are you looking for peering suspicions i mean do you only look for what they talk about or are you out there looking for trouble no we're we're taught to do a full inspection so you know obviously if they're calling you out about water um you're looking for cracks in the foundation anyway because that water could be penetrating through those um and that sometimes can lead you into a peering situation where they have both problems going on wow. where it's not just a, a waterproofing issue or a crack repair issue it's there's structural, you know, settlement that's occurred. Yeah. So. Okay. Uh, phone number for Helitech before we go? 1-800-246-9721, uh, or you can get us at helitechonline.com. Well, that Kevin Welch knows some stuff, doesn't he? Just, yeah. a, just a little. <laughs> Scott Mosby, Jay Manzi, Kevin Welch here on KMOX. Stay tuned. Hour 2 coming up next on University of KMOX.